Hello, everybody! Happy, happy Tuesday, and welcome back for another episode. If not now, when? Today, I am. Oh my God! So, so, so excited to introduce you, my special guest. We have Yongli today with us, and Yong is someone who's really, really fascinating. He was born and raised in Korea, and he has a huge heart. Today, he's a social entrepreneur. You know, he helps observe an issue within his generation where he sees people have a challenge to really have a meaningful and deep relationship with one another. That's why, that's how he decided to set out to create the Pop Social, a relationship platform to help you、uh, help students to make meaningful friends at university. And in addition to being entrepreneur, creating the Pop Social, he also participated in Korean TV talk show, which is. Amazing! I want to learn so much more. And he also created a nonprofit culinary organization. Today, Yong is really, really passionate to create a world where we can all come together, connect one with another with authentic relationship. With that, my friend, I am so, so, so excited.、Uh, thank you so much, Yong, for joining us, and welcome to the show. Hello, hello!、Uh, thanks for inviting me, Wen. I mean, I'm excited to share、um, all the stories.、Um, hopefully, it will be、um, it will be something helpful for for the others that are listening to the podcast. Yes, yes. So let's dive in.、Uh, Yo, you are you know really incredible. So tell us how does all the journey get started? Hmm. So you know, I think I think I can get started with. So, so pop. So, so I, I'm guessing I'm, I'm invited here as a as an entrepreneur at, at Pop, you know, CEO. So let me start off with the、um, Pop first. So Pop is a mobile application、um, where students can make new friends based on interest and personality without any stereotype, right? And and I've been I've been doing this for two years now. Uh, been have been going through a lot of ups and downs as a as an underrepresented founder, but also as a person who、um, who came from Korea, you know, in my freshman year. So I think I think I think we、uh, Wen and I briefly talked before the podcast.、Um, she also wanted to share.、Um, so so <laughs> is it is it okay if I dive into a little bit of my childhood story? Yes, of course. Yes, please tell us more. Yeah.、Um, so I was actually born and raised in Korea, not North Korea, but South Korea.、Um, great. It's it's a little bit safer, right?、Um, so I was a I was a very very naughty kid. You know, I I didn't study. I didn't like studying. Especially English was math. You know, I I, I love math, but not English. So. So when my parents told me that you know, hey Yoon,、um, we got a green card. I don't know how, but we got a green card in my freshman year in high school. And they're like, do you want to go to this place called Texas? And I'm like, you know, I don't really know Texas. All I know is like the chainsaw or like you know the desert cowboy. Like, what is Texas? So. I, I thought about it, and then and then I, I thought you know the life in Korea, being middle school students over there was kind of you know not interesting anymore. I wanted to adventure, 
The problem was I ha I couldn't even differentiate B and D. That's how I, how bad I was in English, right? So I I decided to go to U.S. Uh, with the green card. So I started high school here. You know, um, as soon as I got school, the, the problem was that they're they're learning like Oedipus complex uh, or or Oedipus, yeah, Oedipus complex, right? Like like Greek Roman like stories and I'm trying to learn I'm, I'm I don't even know B and D and then trying to learn it you know it was hard it was definitely challenging I think I I learned English through SpongeBob you know I learned English through yeah yeah absolutely SpongeBob is my English professor you know I I, I will put it that way so yeah it's a <laughs> it was a fun journey fun journey from you know from that I, I think. One thing that I really enjoyed about like the American environment, like the education environment, is that it, it it made me enjoy learning, right? It didn't feel like a homework anymore. You know, when I was, you know, playing, you know, cello and I was, you know, playing tennis for the first time, it didn't feel like homework, like how it was how I was in, in, in Korea. And everything is for exam, everything is for homework, right? So I really just enjoy the aspect of learning. And I think that's when I start having that growth mindset. And what contributed the more was the actually the professors or like the teachers that compliment me a lot, right? Even if I, you know, do bad, fail a lot, you know, they'll be like, oh, nice try, good job. It's almost like a 180 degree opposite in Korea right where you're like do better you're not good enough right versus here is like you're doing well good job you know cheering you rooting for you right so i think it was a very different environment that that i personally fit very well so i really enjoyed just being in us um so it's it's not i wasn't really thinking much about startup or entrepreneurship right even when i was walking into college more like I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I actually did the undeclared major and wanted to just explore. So I joined eight different student organization and first uh, freshman year in college. And after my freshman year, I realized that, you know, I still couldn't decide on what major to, to choose. So I thought, you know, what is something so this is more like after first semester, right? After first semester, like I still couldn't choose what major I want to do. And if I want to work with people in like, you know, architecture, business, or technology, science, like maybe if I do business, it's very versatile. So I'll be able to just work with anyone. So that's why, you know, I wanted to, I, I will just do business major. And and then I realized that it required like 3.8 GPA out of 4.0 to transfer into business school in UT. So, ooh, I'm screwed, you know? <laughs> wow. Yeah, but but did, did successfully transfer into uh, into sophomore year, into um, into, June, uh, into into business major. So I think one thing that you briefly mentioned at the beginning was that I was a in a nonprofit, you know, culinary organization. You know, the beginning wasn't like, oh, I'm going to create this whole like nonprofit and all of that. It wasn't like it, that's not that wasn't necessarily like my vision at the beginning. It was more like, hey, I want I love cooking. And at that time, I was actually thinking about doing like food truck and things like that, too. I wanted to, you know, 
I wanted to cook. I wanted to learn how to cook better. And I wanted to meet people that are also interested in cooking. So I gathered some people that, you know, created organization based on my learning in freshman year with the different organ student organization. And our first meeting, we had 70 people that came to the meeting, right? Wow. Yeah. So since then, we just, you know, uh, we did a cooking competition. Mm -hmm. We, you know, served for the community. Um, we, um, we did, uh, we invited chef from locals to, you know, to teach us how to cook. Mm -hmm. And then we, we, we attached different, like the mission and meanings into it. Like, hey, we, we, we love food. Why don't we share this food with others, right? And then let's help others by by cooking food. And then that became a mission of the of the of that organization. Mm -hmm. And now it still still lives uh, by it today. The awesome movement is still and now it's a, a sixth year that's been you know been an organization. You know I'm I'm not part of it now, but I know all the students that are in it are very passionate and and offer cooking and helping others. So yeah, so. I think I think I really enjoyed through that. I think I I've really figured out that I really enjoy building an organization, building a product, building a service, right? That is also meaningful for the community. Mm -hmm. One thing I want to mention is you know Yong, you are almost like a natural born leader, right? You kind of start with a small problem and oh I love to cook. I love to meet people who also love to cook, right? We all can have that statement, but you from that issue that desire you decided to create an organization and not only benefit yourself but really create an entire community and i think that's incredible like not and many not many people can say that can do that therefore i think you have something innate of you that truly calling the true leadership and that enable you to come to pop social in a similar mentality where you see the problem you see the issue you think it can be better you decide you know what i'm gonna solve this problem i love that yeah, honestly, like, I mean, <laughs> I think part of it is that I was, um, I was, uh, I was not afraid of failing. You know, a lot of times, like when you're making certain organization for the first time, like, what do you know? Like, I don't know anything, mm -hmm. but I'm just, you know, starting, just, just doing the research, talking to people that already built the organization before and ask them a question, right. And learn from the pre-existent um, organization that are successful and take out the important aspects of it and then apply into your organization. So I think, I think, I think I enjoy that aspect of like learning as you go. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's an ordeal. It's not a failure. That's, that's how I think, you know, it's, it's just a hardship. It's not a failure. If I, you know, face the you know, difficult challenges mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, you put a lot of good words on me, but I think I just <laughs> what I like to do. So and yeah, I I love what you just said. You you said you are not afraid of failures. You are have you have no problem just learn as you go. And I think that it speaks so truthful entrepreneur, whether it's first time or serial or all those you know incredible leaders want to create something that you know never exists before. I'm curious, how do you you do you always felt that way? What gave you the ability to not not afraid of failure? And seeing that just a stepping stone to the next step. Yeah, I think that I think it ties back to uh, what I talked about in my childhood, like the growth mindset, mm -hmm. right? So when I first came, a lot of actually a lot of international students that comes to US in high school, 
don't necessarily adapt to this environment very well because it's embarrassing to admit that you're you suck at English, right? It's I know I know when you, you did amazing job, right? A you amazing job in adapting and learning, but but honestly though, like a lot of people feel you know feel intimidated, you know, admit that admitting that they they're not good at this, so they tend to not speak up or don't speak in the public space, and you know that. You know, then then your your English proficiency will suffer, right? And I think I was, I had the mentality where you know, like you know, I just came to U.S. It's totally fine if I suck at English. I mean, that's natural, right? I'm newly born. I'm one year baby. <laughs> not be good at it, right? So and then and I think I think a lot of a lot of times I started you know speaking language with just a body language like where mm -hmm. restroom and then they'll be like oh you the restroom I'm like yeah where is the restroom and then like and then and then I will learn you know just because I said where is where restroom is you know then they'll be like okay okay I can I can figure it out and then I can give you the, the you know the right answer so to me. Everyone that you know that I interacted were my mentor, teacher, you know, along the way. They were all my English teachers, right? I was not afraid of just saying it, uh, be you know, be open about it. You know, I like to be the dumbest people in the room, and I think I learned the most uh, by being the dumbest in the room. So, so I think I think that mentality really helps when you're starting something new. Um, yeah. Wow. Yon is really, really amazing what you just said. And it reminded remind me of Confucius and have a saying in Chinese. It said, you know, when any person, any three person walk together, you can always learn something from one person, one another. And I love you said about, you know, everyone when you meet, interact, he or she can be your mentor for the day, for the word, for the faces you learn. And I think truly is that that growth mindset, the humble, that you're not afraid to start over and not be perfect and maybe fail, maybe taking steps. And that mentality really set you apart um, as an incredible entrepreneur. So let's shift our topic to entrepreneur, right? So at this point, you come to the US, you finally figure out how to really communicate and really understand the culture and you fit in really well. You even establish this beautiful culinary organization on campus, you're making friends. So now at what point you felt you want to be an entrepreneur? And what happened from there? Uh, before before we actually jump into being being an entrepreneur, like starting a, a C corp or you know corp like a company. Yeah. Actually, after my sophomore year, I went to army. So, mm -hmm. like I mentioned, yeah, like I mentioned at the beginning, I I had a, I had a I had a green card. So this was this was when I had a choice, right? Like, so I came to United States really early. So if I, you know, acquire U.S. citizenship, mm -hmm. then then the Korean citizenship will be just abolished, will mm -hmm. be gone, and then you wouldn't have to go to the army anymore, which mm -hmm. is two years, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I, I thought about it. I thought about you know just just you know avoiding that duty, and it, it hurt me personally. You know, it's just like you know I want to be the proud dad. I want to be the proud husband, and when they say like, oh, dad, what, what? I heard, you know, Koreans are doing military service. Did you do it? I'm just like, oh, I didn't. You know, I, I just wanted to say like, you know, I I did it. You know, that was a duty and I did it, right? Um, and also, you know, as a as a Korean born, um, I 
fully understand and recognize the duty, right? And everyone is is in in Korea is serving it. So so it's not special about it. I'm not I'm not saying I'm special. Um, it's not special about it. You know, it's it's just you just do it. So that was a decision that I made. You know, I'm I'm just gonna go to Korea, even if I you know become a U.S. citizen down the route. Right now, I'm a Korean citizen, and I'm just gonna do it, right? So after my sophomore year, pretty much like it was like a pick of my college life. Mm -hmm. I had had really good friends there. You know, going to army would meant that two years in army, so every all my friends will be graduated by the time I come back. So, so that was uh that was very sad, you know. But but I I made that decision, right? Wow, and I, I want to just first of all commend you. Amount of integrity that you have, Yan. As you saying that, I just felt I'm really inspired because that is really not a light decision. In any sort of student, imagine you just living your dream. You finally fit in. You make friends. You start an organization. You proud, and you you really have so much fun. You have this routine on on campus, and yet you have to make a decision to serve your country that made you proud, and it's who you are, and it's really really admirable the decision you made. That's not easy. Wow. Uh, again, <laughs> thank you, thank you. But but also, I mean, there's a uh, millions of people in Korea, you know, young young men and young men that that are you know in the army, you know, probably being being in army. So I don't want to I don't want to say that you know I'm you know I'm different than them, right? So so for sure. But but yeah, I mean, so that was that was honestly, I would say that was really rough to me. Um, because now I have to transition back from American culture to Korean culture, and and that's rough because army is also very a different animal. Like it's very authoritative. Mm -hmm. There's no like freedom of thinking. There's no like you know creativeness. You have to follow the rule. You have to be disciplined. You have to you know it's a lot of parts. You know. <laughs> If I learn anything, you'll be like, "Oh, I don't want to be in army." <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is really tough. <laughs> this is really tough, really tough. But, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, I would, I would also describe that my mental mental health was the lowest while I was in army, right? It's even though I made the you know conscious decision of going to army, you know, knowing that all my friends are progressing in their life. Right. Oh, I got an internship in Google, Tesla, or you know, Facebook, and then you know they're all progressing. Cause I mean, starting sophomore, junior year, that's that's a lot of you know, you know, um, fresh. A lot of business students will get those internships, and I'm over here kind of like pulling out the weeds, you know, and um, cleaning, and also um, shredding paper. And you know, when when the when the paper is being shredded, you know, I can see that you know the the powder is coming out of that shredding shredding machine. It felt like my my life is getting shredded, until you know dusted into life, you know into, into the universe, you know, you know that's that's kind of how I felt, you know. It was very depressing, mm -hmm. and I was I was very anxious, you know, especially at the beginning of the army, especially at the beginning of the army. Um, but you know, I realized that that thinking of it in that way doesn't really help in terms of my mental health and in terms of the the growth as a person. Right, so I ch I changed it, it, reverted back to like how I was in in college, and you know uh, started thinking about the ways that I can use this experience and into something good. So, at least in, in in army, 
what happens is that you are limited to the electric devices, right? And and your life is very much of a set schedule. You wake up at 6 a.m., you exercise, or even earlier, like 5.30, and then you exercise, you eat you know, breakfast, and then you do your routine, and then you come back you know, to your barrack. So I took, I took time to, you know, to, to really just um, feel determined. So I'm going to, I'm going to be on this, I'm, the, I'm on this mission and I'm going to, I'm going to try to enjoy as much as I can. And after the, the work, the official work time, I read books, right? I at least read, you know, five to six books a week, right? So that's a lot of books from whether it was a bibliography to, you know, it was Korean books, English books. It, did, it didn't matter. Just anything that I can, you know, cash and, you know, read and I just I just read it and you know as I'm reading and there was a there was a book about the original being original and mm -hmm. how to become original right and while I was reading it's they, they talked about you know not only the organization should have a mission and vision of the company but the individual should have a mission and vision you know, in life, what's the purpose of your life? What what kind of human being are you going to be? What kind of impact? What kind of society are you designed? Like, what kind of what kind of individual are you trying to be? So the occupation doesn't matter. Occupation, it's what matters is the objective. So what kind of doctor are you trying to be? What kind of you know things are you going to do through that occupation, through that company, right? So that's more important. So. You know, after that realization, I start, you know, on the on the face of the discovery phase, right? Like, so what is that meaning? You know, what 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 am I passionate about? What do I really want to do? And I found this word, yoyu. It's a Korean word, a, a y e o y u. Yoyu, right? When I when I read that word, it just struck my head. I was like, whoa. Like yoyu means um like a like a spare like a mental relaxation spare you know having 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 um having surplus having surplus is literally what it means so this this word can you know connect to um mental like mind yoyu right mental yoyu financial yoyu right a uh, time yoyu and you know, physical yoyu. So all this yoyu would mean like, oh, you have a financial freedom. You know, you have a financial um, surplus. You have a, you know, you have mental surplus, mm -hmm. and all of this. And I thought, you know, for all this time, I, I chased after that, you know, very uh, imaginary value, um, you know, happiness. You know, I want to be happy. So, but but how? So and and I realized as I as I as I think more about it, you know, like in order to be happy or increase the frequency of being happy, we have to, you know, create that strong foundation where or environment where, where, where that, that happiness will occur more often, right? So, so financial freedom, yes, that's going to give you a lot of, you know, a lot of happiness. Yeah, for sure. But the research shows once, once you make, you know, more than $100,000 a year, at least in US standard, not in LA, but Right, like other states, you know, that will be comfortable enough to, for you to, uh, you know, look for things that you really enjoy in life, right? So financial, financial, um, 
financially, you're not necessarily more happier after once you make like 80,000 or, or 100,000. So what is it that's really important? I realize it's the mindset, it's the, it's the mental health, it's the, the mental spare, like the mental health spare, right? That yo you mental yo you, right? Because once you have that, once you acquire that, you know, it's if you make more money, you will be able to adapt to it. You know, with, with more money, it doesn't matter because you you have that. Right. So so I you know, so the yo you that that struck me and that became my mission, the purpose. Okay, so I want to have this. I want to have a you know mental yo you for myself and for the others. I want to give this to others. Right. Can you explain that a little bit more? The mental yo-yo. Like, what does that mean for you in terms of your purpose? Right. So, mental yo-yo, yo-yo means that you know, um, having enough of a, a mental space, mm -hmm. right? Um, strong, sort of a strong uh, foundation of a mental health uh, space mm -hmm. where you know a different challenge will will come in in your life, but but it's so big and big and durable enough to to handle all that you know hardships you know this could this could mean that you it's it's about the men, mental mindset that creates the that those are boundaries that you create you know or it could mean that your your regular daily day a daily routine that you do that you clean up what's what's in the space so that you have that spatial feeling right mm -hmm. that you feeling so people doing meditation I, I think the meditation is about actually emptying it out from that space i think we all have a very um limited captive limited like uh, mental power or realness day by like every day right mm -hmm. and it's uh one or the other you have to either empty it out to to feel spacey or you have to make it larger make it stronger mm -hmm. Right. I think there's there's primarily two ways. Or you, if you do both of it, then you will always have that yo-yo in life. Mm -hmm. Right. Regardless of your social status, regardless of your financial status, mm -hmm. you know, you will have that. And I think that's really, really important. Uh, it reminds me of one thing I want to share. I think I don't know if you um, if you also know this in Chinese with this Chinese uh, traditional painting, you know, black and white. And when we were young, we also always been taught that in the big painting, it's not about how much how much you feel in the in the canvas. It's about the space you leave behind. And we have Chinese word called liu bai. Literally, just means have space, having astra, having that container, so that the painting then will be beautiful because the space will remain. And what you just described, it just really remind me of that the root and culture that I, how I was raised. So beautiful. So continue. So now you know that it's your purpose to really chasing and really having more mental you you. So tell me how do you go about that? Yeah, and then yeah, and then and then that was kind of like an end of journey in army, right? I've acquired my mission and vision of my life. I have you know determination. I have you know more healthier lifestyle. So you know in long run. That's a that's a really good benefit, right? That's a that's actually better than just you know just having fun in school, you know, drinking. I mean, I'm sure not every college students are doing that, but that was absolutely a meaningful time. So after I came back, and um, 
you know, I realize all my friends are absolutely graduated now. So mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I'm so sad, you know, feel that, you know, feel that loneliness, you know, feel that isolation. But also because, because of, you know, because how I was more trained in Army and, you know, I could, I could be okay with it. You know, I could control my mind a lot better, right? And, but when I, when I actually got to school and I started actually socializing and meeting, meeting new people, and I realized that a lot of students are going through like a tremendous amount of stress that one human may not be able to handle or students may not be able to handle, mm -hmm. right? The stress that's coming from, you know, family situation, financial, you know, instabil instability, right? Like, like if your family is coming off of like a little bit, you know, financially instable and a lot of your friends, peers are buying all the things that they want and that you can't, it gives you like a lot of insecurity, right? Mm -hmm. And also you start comparing yourself with the others. A lot of people that, in, uh, that are in like UT, like are, are in like, you know, business or whatever major it is, like peers are here that, that are here are, are like, they study a lot in, you know, high school. So they're very competitive and they're also really smart. So you have to compete and survive and you start comparing yourself with the others and feel, you know, discouraged, you know, if they oh they went into they went to this you know Goldman Sachs internship they went to this and that and in this you start just comparing yourself and it's yeah. very toxic but but it's real it's a reality uh, but also also our our generation is really unique uh, gener Gen Z or millionaires are really unique in a way that we are so well educated or exposed to the new technology like such as social media mm -hmm. and what happens with the social media is a perceived like the per like, like you, the perceived loneliness increase, meaning it's a lot easier to compare yourself with the others. You might be on the bed like doing nothing, and then when you're looking on the Instagram, someone else will be having the highlights of their day, right? How can you beat someone else's highlights of their day with the lowest of your day, right? <laughs> so it's it's a constant loop of you know hurting yourself mentally, right? And and that that's just a, just I mean you you will over time learn how to how to how to you know manage that feeling but not everyone will be able to do it right so so you know i realized there's a lot of you know you know stress factors and and you know and i thought there has to be something that has to change whether it's a cultural change or you know or technological change or societal change so something has to happen to address this really big issue a lot of friends were really depressed and counseling, like I, I looked up some number and then a lot of people were looking at like, you know, like all the counselor, mental health counselors are booked in university and you have to wait a weeks and weeks to get, you know, get scheduled, you know, but you don't talk about this problem with your, all your friends. Why? Because you don't want to look lonely. You don't want to look vulnerable, right? So they hide it, but secretly they all feel it. So this, and, and when I, when I do more deeper research, I've realized the, one of the core issue was that you know mental health and and also the the loneliness and isolation but i'm i'm, I'm gonna stop it here i think you might have a question so no no it's beautiful i love that you know you come back and just really observe what's happening not only what happened to yourself but you really see what happened around you and not only just seeing that but you you say you know what i'm gonna roll my sleeve i'm gonna do research and really found the fundamental issue underneath the surface. 
and really can dive into that. I think really, that is the number one thing that will make you, I believe, a great entrepreneur is you did not just fall in love with your product, you truly fall in love with your customer's pain point. And really from there, to create something that fit in with that challenges. So I love what you just shared. Yeah. So, I mean, it was important because when I, when I was, you know, when I was observing, you know, students that are going through the problems and also the way it's being resolved uh, in, a, in, a, in a current day, modern day in school, you know, like they have, you know, preventative measures, of course, like the sense of belonging is what will help loneliness and isolation. So there's a, you know, student organization. Um, but that's, that's also is a favorable for people that are more extroverts. Like that knows how to be like really fun and like social setting, just like, ooh, talk to me. I can talk to you everything, right? So it's not for everyone, for sure. The, the, and, then, and then when I, let, let's say someone, someone's going through like the men, like mental health problem and, and, and I looked into like this, the solutions, like, first of all, the, the counseling office is already all booked. So creating a platform that can connect students that are having problem with the counselor already done makes sense. The, you know, the, the, the supply is not meeting the demand right now. Demand is a lot higher. So in order to resolve this problem, we have to actually get through the root cause of everything, right? There is, you know, there is, a, of course, like suicidal prevention, you know, stuff. And there is like, you know, counseling and there is, you know, like a peer advising, like things like that. But but those are those are like kind of like a safety net that like, like, you know, like just like it's OK. Let me let me give you an analogy. Right. This analogy that, that my friend told me before really resonates. So let's say three guys are walking up the mountain and there was a river next to it and there's a there's a waterfall at, at, the, at the bottom. So there was one baby that's coming down, you know, uh, from on that river and then there's a waterfall. So one of the guy will jump in to save that one baby. As, as, as this one person is being saved, there's two uh, three other babies are coming down. So then this guy will create a net. Second guy will create a net to 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 um catch those babies right and the first guy will be like who the fuck is you know throwing the baby into the river and then we'll go to the top of the mountain and you know we'll we'll look out for that guy you know and then and then we'll, we'll get rid of that guy you know so this shows sort of like a three different phase of the problem solving right and all of that is very very important right you we, we need to save humans we need to save and have have this in place in, in our society um, but what I wanted to do was like really go to the top of the mountain and then see who's doing that baby. Right. So before even we get into like the depression problem or anxiety problem, what is driving all, what is driving all of this problem in the first place? You know, it's, it's that, you know, freshmen, stress, especially freshmen transfer students are new to campus away from their family and, you know, family and old friends, they have to start everything from scratch. And only way right now is that you know you make mainly just from you know pure luck almost like oh your roommate is kind of cool and then you make, make friends through your roommates or you go to a student organization and you happen to be in the student i mean the friend group and then it becomes your friend group right it, it's expecting the, that organic interaction which which is wonderful it's great but it also i also know from my experience from my friends that it's it's not for everyone right some, some students that, you know, focused on this, the academic and GPA in the first year, of, I mean, first semester, and when they try to look for friends in second semester, like, all of them already seem to have a friends group, 
and feels like you don't want to be like you know the in, like intruder in, in that you know friends group or like distracting people so you just you know choose to stay out of it and you'll be staying at home just looking through instagram which will worsen your loneliness and isolation which will make you want to go back to your home or go to smaller university so so all of this is kind of like a chain effect so in order to cut this then then like we have to have a place safe place where people can make that you know create that kind of a friendship and you know facebook and instagram seem like really great platform but one thing that we have to know is that it's a lagging indicator over, over our social network meaning you only add them once you know them right it's not a place where you can make new friends so so on the online platform what what's existing on the online platform for university students to make friends on their university right almost like none like there is no like online platform that will help you do that right it's not you know like there there are friend discovery apps you know there there are things that you can do like real time face and like you know you know um, like video chat but those are not for you know college students college students it's for just any anyone right so so that so that's why the safe is really important like feeling safe to be on that platform to talk to people was a really important concept so so that's 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 how you know how the idea formulated of course there's was a lot of different ideas that initially started that i went through and trashed like ai counselor that was a, one of the idea uh, for the scalability of the problem um but but yeah that was that was that was the that was how I determined that there is there has to be some sort of this safe space, digital space where people can create not quantity but quality relationships. And I want to ask, you know, at this point, you want to dive very deep into this issue that you yourself experience and you observe your peers also have that. I'm curious. At this point, are you already deciding you're gonna you're gonna be an entrepreneur solving this issue, or you're just this time just having fun and to see how it goes? Because at this point, you are very very deep into we about really what exactly issue what is the current solution how can we better solving that like how what is your mind process goes right right so so this this is a moment that that you um you know start thinking thinking you, you know like so i have to say that i was I, when i was on this journey i was a part of this uh fellowship program called social entrepreneurship learning lab Right. So when I had this problem of loneliness and isolation, then I joined, you know, social entrepreneurship learning lab that, that, that I was a part of. So I already had in mind that I wanted to be a social entrepreneur to solve this problem, to solve this problem. And this is all the things that I'm saying is pretty much through my user interview. I mean, or like the student interview and through the research, secondary research, like Internet and, and things like that. Right. So yeah, I already had a mindset of being becoming social entrepreneur. I love that. You know, being a student and at the time, you know, you are just trying to figure out things and as your peer getting the internship at Goldman Sachs and Google and all those fancy names. So you were like, damn, I want to solve this issue. I want to be an entrepreneur and really addressing this. You know, I think that takes a lot of courage, a lot of guts, a lot of integrity because I mean, like you said, you know, on the surface, you know, it's we all know the issue, but deep down into it, it's very uncomfortable, really, right? Exposing your own vulnerability and truly, you know, it's not a, 
It's not that I'm just cook a meal. I want to sell you a meal. It sounds easier to like discuss and talk about it. But you're the one decided to really be the first and really share that and give others the permission to also be the vulnerable and share whatever issue that he or she go through, and then create an incredible platform to help supporting everybody to be through that challenging time. I think it's really admirable. Oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. But but. Um, so just to continue from that, you know, figuring out the problem and potential solution. One thing that I did was actually creating a concierge MVP, meaning without actually having a like physical like MVP, I ran a test. So this was my junior year, second semester. So I wanted to see if you know students are willing to meet, even willing to meet a stranger, another stranger on campus. And so, you know, I, I said, you know, oh, this is a lunch body project and anyone wants to meet new friends, sign up and I'll tell you, pair you up every week. Right. One on one matching service. And then, you know, um, I think that first week got, you know, 60 people signed up and I started just pairing people up, you know, based on their interest that they have expressed. You know, I'll, I'll pair the best I can and then send it out in the, the matches of that week. And, you know, I've done it, I've done it, um, I think, for two months, two months and three months, and satisfaction rate was like, you know, 8.7. And, you know, some people said like the dry, like conversation started off really dry. And that was a one part of it. But another part of it will be like, <clears throat> you know, this, him and I had different gender, different race. I would not have met this person if it wasn't this through this you know service but we both you know uh could connect that we are uh you know the uh, cs honor um like computer science honor dropouts so so they they easily got connected on that aspect and then became friends and still still you know still being friends so you know i, I realize people are actually more open to meet new friends although nobody really talked in class that I think I think they just need that nudge, right? They just need that you know spark to to get things started, right? So okay, that's that's really what we need. That's really what we need. And based on the observation, I we uh, I started creating very very much of an early prototype of Pop, and that's when we applied to Sputnik ATX, which was accelerator program. Um, I heard, you know, I heard they had like 400, 500 applicants. They only selected like six, seven company that year. Uh, I might be a little bit wrong, but but that's how competitive it was. And me and my co-founder was like, wait, why did we get in? <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, we, we got in? And then, you know, and then that was that was Joe. That was Joe, right? He He really resonated with the mission. And his wife was also like mental health counselor. And he knew that it was necessary, so we could we could we, we launched this product with you know people that are that with the, with the help of you know industry expert slash you know an investor that really truly believes in the mission, right? Wow! Talk about all the stars aligned and then magically you are one out of a hundred and you are in. And I want to really now kind of pivot our conversation and talk about entrepreneurship, right? At this point, you're so passionate about the problem. You really, you know, you kind of really get your hand dirty, get spreshy ready, like, you know, for two months, you are not getting paid. Squat. You're just like, I want to see what is this work or not. 
And through the process you have learned, you learn your insight. Yes, I'm gonna address this issue. Now you create a product, you found a business. Now from the entrepreneur standpoint, right? At this point, you are actually pivoting from as a student observing the problem to now I'm gonna actually be an entrepreneur, being the leader, being a CEO. So how is that journey? How do you like that journey? Something that surprised you as you really own that process, as you you know embarking that um, that process with your co-founder and the rest of the team. Right, right. So I always say this. I I have a luxury, you know, as a as a human being, right? I had a, I just had a really great people around me from the beginning until now, right? So, I mean, at, at, when, when I was making that, you know, the Excel sheet and doing it, the reason why we, 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 we transitioned into it is that, like, at one point, it was really hard for myself to just keep on matching people. Like, some people are, like, changing schedules and I have to, you know, <clears throat> adapt to them. At one point, I was, I was doing this more than, like, school, right, uh, for sure. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, even if it's simple, like, I, I want to make some, you know, app or, or app website that, that can automate a little bit of these processes, you know. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I reached out to some of the friends that, that are around me that, that I know that have a really, uh, are really good, really good at what they're doing, plus have a, you know, heart for the mission, right? So, so yeah, that's, that's how, like, I, I mean, I pretty much just recruited all my friends. <laughs> that are talented yeah wow yeah. i love that so with that experience though you know it sounds like you not only are you know just so passionate about your mission but really you surround yourself with great people who are really also you know feel aligned and resonate with who you are and your purpose and what you know the business is trying to do and i'm curious now as a first time entrepreneur yourself for the past you know two years you know, what advice, what insight you will share with other entrepreneurs who may be also first time, who are maybe right now, you know, thinking about a problem he actually want to solve and want to become that person just like you are, roll out sleeves, create a solution. What would you say to her or him regarding starting a journey? Oh, okay. So I think one, one thing that I would say is that think really deeply about the problem um and then and we i mean and when i say deep like really deeply you know even law school will say you know like you have to think about like the first principle like when you're creating a solution like fundamentally ask question why are things are in a, in a like like the way it is right and then start it from the bottom like you have to really start it from the bottom in terms of the problem um and also in terms of the solution you have to also start it from the bottom right you can't you can't assume too many things or even if you assume that's okay you, you can you can write like however many assume like assumption that you have you have to validate it you have to validate it as quickly as possible right right so so as as i was you know validating whether people would be willing to meet you know you know friends i mean like the strangers on campus or not like you have to just validate different things as quickly as possible and I would I would meet that that I also had to do more of it, but I actually did less, which made me suffer later down the routes. But but I would say that would be the first thing to do: root cause analysis, and thinking of you know having having that first principle mindset when you're thinking of a solution. 
I love that, you know, because today when I see a lot of entrepreneurs and they are so passionate about what they do, but oftentimes I think the biggest mistake that when I see people do is they just fall in love with the product, with their own vision, rather than falling out with the customers. And I love you talk about the problem, the customer really get into the bottom, really from the top, understand the root issue of that before you solving it. I think that's so fundamental, so beautiful, so true. My last question for you of the day is, you know, Yong, you are, um, you're born and raised in Korea, you come to this US, you have this incredible, incredible journey. I'm curious, what does American dream mean for you? Interesting question. So, <laughs> because, you know, when I came to US, I didn't really know about US. Um, so, so, um, but, but now, now that I'm thinking about, you know, American dream, I think it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's been a place, place where I, you know, the, where I actually, you know, this, I think this is a place where I made the dream reality and it's everything is there. So the people is here, resources here. You, as long as you have a courage, as long as you have a determination, perseverance, grit, anything that you dream of will happen. Wow. So, so beautiful, Yong. I could not say it better than what you just said. It's so, so beautiful. And I really want to thank you and acknowledge you for all the incredible things you've done. I really felt you are truly a tremendous, not just entrepreneur, but great leader. The way how you approaching the issue, the people, the problem, the challenges, and you know, tremendous, great perseverance and really the determination, that faith. And it's just so incredibly, incredibly inspiring. So I want to really commend you and acknowledge you and thank you so much today for bringing so many important and beautiful insights to share with all of us. And I really, really enjoy you. And I want to thank you everybody for tuning in right now with us. And we so, so appreciate you. And we hope you enjoyed today's conversation. And my friend, I will see you next week.